you are being watched. Sword and Laser has a secret system, a machine that spies on what you read every hour of every day. We know, because we built it. Go to patreon.com slash sword and laser and pledge support to the machine. everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. And you're probably wondering if you're a longtime listener of Sword and Laser, what are you doing in the show already for? What happened? Why are you back already? Um, it's because Tom is undertaking his annual pilgrimage mm, to the fine city yes. of On Las foot, Vegas. I walked to Las Vegas in that <laughs> pilgrimage <laughs> to pay homage to the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be at CES next week um, for DTNS stuff. Uh, and it's not like it would be impossible to record Sword and Laser from there. Obviously, they have the internet. Mm. But it's just it's just busy. Veronica knows she's it's been a lot. to CES. I know. Yeah. I went to CES for 13 years. For 13 years. You're 13 coming. years hey, I went to CES. Thanks for the surprise uh drop in on the last DTNS of the year that oh, we did. did Again. We, did we, I don't know if we mentioned it in the main show last time, but it was really nice. I don't remember it either. Well, yeah. I, if people didn't hear about it, then so, so some of you may not know that I used to also be a technology podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true, too. You might not. You might not know that. And video personality of sorts. Um, so, yeah, it was fun to see the old gang get to catch up a little bit, have some fun. That was nice. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh I am nomming on shrimp tacos tonight. Well, I, I nommed. They are they have nice. been nommed. I nommed the heck out of those tacos. Uh, we had one of those days where we were looking in the fridge and we were like, well, we could we could do the meatballs. And, well, I got some potatoes. Uh, I, could, I can make some scalloped potatoes. And let's just order. <laughs> let's just order delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just, <laughs> we did the same thing. We've it's been it's been that this whole past week for us because I was sick and so I was not up to. To making, I had the old hand, foot, and mouth disease, folks. That is wild. You, you told me oh that's more God. common than you might expect, though. Yeah, no, it's especially if you have um, children in your vicinity. Um, I did not get it from my child. Uh, I got it from out in the world, mm. from a, a child in the wild, oh, uh, wild so child. to speak, <laughs> a wild child. Um, and I was, it, it's not normally very uh, serious for adults, I've heard. Um, but I had it gruesomely, gruesomely sick. Um, but I'm Is fine now. I'm feeling much better. Called hand, foot, and mouth because it affects those three areas? It does, yes. Ah, so okay. funny enough, we thought I had strep um, at first. That's what you said last week. Yeah, when I was, yeah, yeah. And I actually started feeling sick immediately after the show last week. I started mm. getting a sore throat. And I was like, that's weird. And um, it's because I had a bunch of open sores in my throat. Oh, that's not good. No. And then uh, I, what I thought were three bug bites on my hand, because I thought mm. a mosquito had somehow gotten into my house, was the uh, the start of the foot, the hand. Uh, the hand stuff. Yeah. And then I had been walking around Vancouver the day before, and I was like, oh, it's weird that I got blisters on my feet. Mm. Like, my shoes are totally it's broken in. Like, that's weird. Yeah. I was like, oh, things are, the math is mathing. <laughs> the numbers are adding up against <laughs> me. It seems like I have a problem in my foot, my hand, and my mouth some sort of disease but i don't have hooves 
So it's not hoof and mouth disease. That's what, that's why I keep thinking about hooves. Yeah. That's why I keep thinking about hooves. You just unblocked like a mental oh, really? thing okay. for me. Nice. I was good. like, why do I keep wanting to call this like hoof disease? Because it's a, I think it's a different disease. It like has, it's not it has the same be. cause. It's but, not because but, I actually read on WebMD that animals cannot get hoof and mouth disease. But hoof and mouth disease, yeah, that's that's not good for hoof your and cows. Mouth disease. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Uh, anyways, I had a mac and cheeseburger tonight because we ordered. Good uh, mac and cheeseburger yeah. sounds delicious. Yeah, it's like a fried yeah. patty of made of mac and cheese. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's so pretty good. good. Not yep. healthy. Um, science fiction fantasy podcast. Uh, let's jump into the quick burns. Dwango uh, said, not sure what this means for Goodreads, but Amazon, its owner, appears to be making a competitor to Goodreads uh, based on Amazon reviews and links to a TechCrunch article about something Amazon has launched called Your Books. Now, I think I might be able to explain this possibly, but it goes to Amazon.com. Whereas Goodreads is like Audible, a separate site from Amazon. Yes. Uh, This goes to Amazon.com and is taking from your purchase history. It does take from your Audible purchase history as well as Amazon Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Amazon owns all of those. But uh, this is trying to be like suggestive sales on steroids. Or yeah, whatever I kids played around with it days. a bit, and um, it's it's not giving Goodreads vibes. No, um, not for to sure. me either. It's it's uh, it feels like what Goodreads should have done a long time ago. Um, mm, in a lot of ways, yeah. In a lot of ways, it doesn't have I, any of the threads or forum aspect no. of it, though. And I th- I believe that they do also use Amazon reviews, not Goodreads reviews. Yep. They don't like collect them, right. so that's a little problematic for Goodreads. That could have been a good in. Or that kind of thing, or at least then, if they had done that, everybody would have said, "Oh, they're just stealing Goodreads reviews and bringing them over." It's another example I of suppose. Amazon treading on Goodreads. You can never do <laughs> they right. They bought Goodreads in like 2012. I know, but people <laughs> like, say stuff like that. <laughs> um, and uh, it's actually quite nice. Like I was going. The thing that I found most exciting was getting to see if you go into your library and look at your books by series, you can actually see like which series you have read with the most books in them. Oh. And that was really fascinating to me because I was like, oh, I forgot. Like, So the in <sighs> order. It has yeah, comicsology so like, stuff too. I just oh, found out sweet. by looking at series because all of my top series are comics. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah my top series or uh, tied I've read two two series that have 12 books or that I've read 12 books of, and that's Mary Russell and Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. like the ones that started with Beekeeper's Apprentice, and the Sookie Stackhouse novels, <laughs> the True Blood novels, Yeah. Uh, then Kate Daniels, then Iron Druid, then Discworld, then Murderbot, then Codex Alera, Song of Ice and Fire, Temeraire, Natural History of Dragons, Bobiverse, Twilight... <laughs> The Saint of Steel series. It goes on. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I did read a lot of books in these series. And, and now I'm excited to actually go back and see which books. Like, this is the data I've craved for so long. And maybe there's a way to see these things in Goodreads. Mm-hmm. But it's so buried down. Like, it, it feels like a lot harder to find and just see this very, like, high-level overview of yeah. what you've read and how it relates to other things. And... The recommendations are probably pretty spot on because there's a lot of data 
though I'm seeing recommendations for things that I've actually like not necessarily already read, but I don't need to see like different adaptations or like the mm. different format version yeah. of a book I've already read. Right. Like I'm seeing those and I'm like, no, I listened to, you should know that I listened to the audiobook of this and not recommend the, the hard Kindle version of this or the, the hardcover. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh-huh. that's, I mean, it, it launched today or yesterday or something. So I'll, I'll cut them some slack. They'll figure it out, but I think it's also, pretty nifty. If you don't do most of your shopping on Amazon, it might not have good recommendations. It depends True. on how much you shop there. Um, <laughs> my number one is the walking dead with 170. That's the Ooh. comic book, <laughs> mm-hmm. the walking dead. Uh, and then it's star Wars, star Wars, Dr. Aphra, irredeemable <laughs> star Wars, Poe Dameron, why the last man, amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> Darth Vader, like there it's you go. just atomic robo, but Harry Potter is the first not comic book on here at 12 Sookie Stackhouse at 11. Oh, you have read the mm. Sookie. Uh, the Expanse at 10. Then there's a few more comics. The Dark Tower at seven. Murderbot seven. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. other comics and stuff. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Authors interesting to look at as well. And my top genre is science fiction and fantasy. Go oh, figure. What my top genre is comics and graphic novels. <laughs> but number two <laughs> is science fiction. Nice. Anyway, I, I I definitely see the concern. There's concern in here. You know, there's an underlying current of yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. no, what are they going to do to Goodreads? And yeah, you know, I constantly kind of worry about Goodreads because I have a lot of history with that company and I'm a fan, obviously, and we've had Sword and Laser on there forever, and they've really let it stagnate, like from a product perspective. And yeah. there's a lot they could have done around recommendations that they really haven't done. And Amazon has that fire hose of data that they could be really utilizing. And I don't know why that hasn't happened. I'm sure so there's a, some antitrust issues where they're like, we don't want to hook it in too much or we'll be seen as monopolizing a market. These days, these bigger companies are more concerned about that sort of appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't explain why they haven't improved the interface of Goodreads. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, yeah, there's, there's, I, I think there's justifiable concern. I don't look at this and see on its face if everything was great. Let's say if Goodreads mm-hmm. was perking along and we all thought it looked great and they'd be giving all the love that they'd want, I wouldn't be afraid of this at all. Because this is just, like I said, it's it's suggestive selling. It's within Amazon and it's saying, hey, you like these books. It would be cool if it took in some of that, if it gave me the option, let's say it like, mm-hmm. like that. If it gave me the option to say, would you like to include your Goodreads data in these recommendations? I'd probably like, yeah, go ahead, do it. Come yeah, on. Totally. I'm cool with that. Just ask me first, but I'm good. Um, so it's weird that they're not doing that. And it feels like they're not developing Goodreads, not because they want to do this instead, it feels like this is separate from that, but that they are also not developing Goodreads. And this, exactly. this is sort of irrelevant to that, but that is a problem, if that makes sense. That is 100%. Like the resources are being allocated elsewhere. Um, and yes, they are still operating as separate entities. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's definitely part of the problem. And But this also happens at big companies yeah. a lot. Like it is so common that there are competitive products being developed under one roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, and it's not that one is stealing resources from the other. That's the, the, the conclusion we want to jump to is like, Oh, well they're doing, they're doing this instead of that. And it's like, no, those are probably 
totally unaffected by each other. Sometimes they don't even know about exactly, each other. Like, exactly. <laughs> that's clearly not the case here, but it is. I have seen it happen mm-hmm. many times. Yeah. Um, but, you know, speaking of competitors, there are some real competitors out there. And uh, Mark was inspired to mention hard hardcover. Um, like Goodreads, you can keep track of and review what you read. Uh, I imported my books from Goodreads without any issues. They don't currently host discussions, but they are working on that feature. Uh, the developers host live sessions to discover their, uh, sorry, to discuss their roadmap. Looks interesting, and there is a mobile app too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not familiar with this this site no, yet. Thank you, Mark, for for sending this along. If they had discussions, I'd be giving this a serious sword and laser look. But ev- even without that idea in my head, this like, I might want to start tracking mm, on this. It's pretty cool. They don't use. They don't use third-party authentication. I they hate creating new logins. I hate creating oh, new logins. Oh, you mean like login with Google kind of thing? Yes. I mean, that's yes. better for you not to use that stuff. <laughs> they said, you know what, though? I'll, I'll, I'll join you in that they're using email and a password. Do either magic link or passkey at this point. Don't yeah. Don't even yeah. do a login. I, and password. I do like Magic Link. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a good point. But I I will still sign up. I will sign up in the interest of science. Mark says, "Listen to Tom. Don't tell me what to do, Mark." <laughs> that did, Mark, that is the wrong thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'll check that out. We'll no, check that I, I, I want to sign that up for this too. What I'm wondering is, is there going to be a way for me to export my list from Goodreads and then import it into hardcover? Cause I have a very, no, but Mark said you can. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like how does that work? I shouldn't say, is there a way, but is that easy? Well, it's probably, well, I'm sure I can CS, do it. I mean, Goodreads exports a CSV, so they just import a CSV. Okay. That should be easy then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's actually a good side-by-side comparison. They put together a side-by-side comparison here and I, I went through the whole thing and it's kind, it feels kind of like they made a list of all the features and they're like, all right, what can we add to this to like stand out a little bit more? Like, I don't know if all these things are necessary. That's like the important part is like features for the sake of features. Like there's probably a reason maybe Goodreads didn't do all these things. But I have to, you know, I want to test it out. Uh, like, I don't know what prompts are. So I need to figure out, like, what a prompt is. Oh, interesting. So it's like an actual, they're polls. So you can ask a question you're curious about, answer a popular prompt, or dig into what other readers are answering oh, and fun. find hidden gems. I like that. So this is kind of like, it's almost like conversations mm-hmm. because it's like making suggestions that way. So that's and you know a what? new way of discovery. It's smart because that's way easier to manage than just like, let everybody talk to everybody else, you know? And like go through an entire thread, just look for the uh-huh. highlighted like Well, and, and, and just moderation like wise, right? It's True. so much easier yeah. to moderate that. Um, that's actually one of the things I think Goodreads does well is they have communities rather than a community because yeah. that's way easier to keep a hold of and moderate because people tend to moderate themselves better in smaller communities like that. All right. Um, the next one's for you. And I think this is good because you have a lot of knowledge on this because I saw your TikTok video on it. So I'm, I, you I want to hear more. I did. Yes. <laughs> that's so exciting for me. Um, thank you. Uh, tell me that, that, that I, I have wanted to hear those words from anyone. 
<laughs> I think you have knowledge because I saw your TikTok video on this. I, I've, I feel like I've I've achieved something today. Uh, Tamahome said Disney's Steamboat Willie and Plain Crazy have entered the public domain, making one version of Mickey Mouse copyright free. Um, Tamahome pointed to a CBS News story about this. But yeah, what's going on is that the U.S. copyright law has been expanded. It used to be 14 years with a 14-year renewal. Then they just made it 28 years. Then they made it like 70 years plus life of the author. And then in uh, 1998, the Sonny Bono law, named after the congressman slash singer Sonny Bono, uh, was also known as the Disney Protection Act by many people or the Mickey Mouse copyright law, uh, Mm. made it 95 years or life of the author plus 70, whichever was less. Um, so 95 years became the standard and it extended, it pushed out Mickey Mouse's copyright to 2024. And when I say it pushed out Mickey Mouse's copyright, that's kind of misleading because it doesn't cover all the instances of Mickey Mouse, what went into the public domain. And what that means is there is no more copyright protection for this. Uh, it is now in the public domain. Anybody can use it for whatever reason. Nobody has to pay. Nobody has to get a license are two comics, Steamboat Willie and Plain Crazy, which means the versions of Mickey Mouse in those two comics are now in the public domain. And you can remix Steamboat Willie. You can take that character out. You can make a horror film where one of the characters looks like Steamboat Willie. Uh, so that's that's the thing I'm confused about. Like, yeah. it's still the same character. Like, it's how do you, at what point does the Mickey you choose, can they be like, no, that's not that's not the Mickey from Steamboat Willie. That's, that's a, ju- a different that's for Mickey. a judge to decide, right? Ugh. So you have to make sure if Tricky. you're. It, I mean, the easy thing is you just take actual Steamboat Willie and like cut it up and make funny videos out of it, right? And then you're using the mm-hmm. actual thing, and and that's much easier to prove. Um, if you're like dressing up, <laughs> there's a horror movie that has been made based right. on the Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse. Uh, you have to make sure that it's clearly the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse. Uh, and that you're not claim you're not claiming the trademark because that that's the thing I think a lot of other people a lot of people get tripped up on. This doesn't make using the words Mickey Mouse. This doesn't mean you can now brand your company with Mickey Mouse because Disney still owns the trademark. Okay, trademarks so you can't don't make expire. a company called right Steam, I mean, Steamboat Willie. Yeah, boat tours or Mickey Mouse boat tours, right? You can't. Okay, you can't yeah, use, yeah. You can't. You can't use Mickey Mouse because trademarks only expire if you don't renew them. And of course, Disney keeps renewing its trademark on on Mickey Mouse. That's not going away. So you can't. You can only copy it, which means you probably are. You probably want to avoid calling it Mickey Mouse, uh, and you want to not have it look like the Mickey Mouse in Fantasia or the Mickey Mouse that you see uh, when you, you know, enter Disneyland, you want to make it sure it looks just like the one from Steamboat Willie. Eventually Fantasia is going to go in the public domain as well. Right. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll be in the world where this is what it's supposed to be, which is Disney has the trademark. You can't use Mickey Mouse on your, your, as a logo to represent your company. That's all true, but you'd be able to take Fantasia and remake it or, you know, use it in, in in one of your works without having to get permission, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what's going on with this going into the public domain. 
Also, a lot of other things. One of the Agatha Christie novels went into the public domain. Oh, nice. uh, House at Pooh Corner, which has Tigger, uh, went into the public domain. So that's going to be, there's already a one Pooh horror movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was two years ago <laughs> when the first Pooh uh, book went into the public oh. domain. God. Uh, so, so yeah, this is, we are finally back to a world where there is public domain. After that 1998 extension, we had a decade where there was nothing going into the public domain in the U.S. And if you're not in the U.S. and you're like, well, wait, this is just the U.S., how does this work elsewhere? Most countries have a rule that honors the copyright or public domain status of the country of origin of a work. I see. So in Japan, in Korea, in the EU, whatever the Mickey, whatever the Steamboat Willie copyright is in the US, its country of origin will be respected, even if it's different. Not all countries have that. So there will be some countries where Steamboat Willie has been in the public domain for a while. There'll be some countries where it's not yet in the public domain, but but most of the world will now have it in the public domain. Speaking of copyright, uh, Jan, Jan back in action, back at it again, um, says, in totally shocking news, fan fiction author Demetrius Polychron lost against the Tolkien estate and Amazon after he failed in his copyright lawsuit against the Rings of Power and now has to destroy all copies of his own The Fellowships of the King and pay USD $134,000 in lawyer's fees. So this is an interesting story. Um, yeah, this guy decided to write a fan fiction novel. Mm -hmm. It was uh, the first, I think, in seven that he was planning to write. And he called it like a true follow-up to, you know, the trilogy, etc. And he decided that Rings of Power was violating his copyright. And they wouldn't have ever, I mean, they might have noticed eventually. They may mm -hmm. have come after him eventually. But the judge took one look at this and was like, well, first of all, they had, Amazon had a show before your book came out also. Mm -hmm. They had the, the what was it? The, um, they had a, they had some show. I, I can't, it's in the article. I can't remember. Um, but it came out first and it came out before his book did. And so they were like, you're violating Amazon's copyright from this show that came out already. And now you're claiming that their copyright, they're violating your copyright, but you're completely ripping off everything having to do with this existing work of fiction. <laughs> like, and you're trying to profit from it. You're not just like putting out free fanfic, you know, that's in like whatever, even that's dicey. Um, but this is, yeah, he, Sauron's eye fell on him, let's just say, and <laughs> it did not work out in his in his favor. <laughs> Fool I, see you. I see you. Demetrius Idiot. Polycron. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> what, what were you, you thi thinking? I mean, if he wants people to know who he is, now we do. That's true. That now is true. Now we do. So maybe he'll write another book and it won't have anything to do with Lord of the Rings, but he is uh, down $134,000 for his troubles. Yeah. So that's not and good. This is an example of copyright infringement not being a fair use. Uh, mm -hmm. And like you said, fair use is a defense. Copyright is very much about what is somebody willing to sue someone else for. So something that might not be a copyright infringement might not happen because someone's worried they might get sued and it's expensive. 
And something that's copyright infringement might not be prosecuted if the people, as in the Tolkien case, don't really care. Like a, a lot of companies know there's infringement out there, but they're willing to tolerate it because there's a myth that like, well, if you have a trademark, you have to sue to protect it. It's not exactly true. And it's only about trademark. It's not about copyright. You don't lose your copyright if you don't prosecute. So a lot of companies will just say, you know what? Let's turn a blind eye to a fan community as long as they keep it in the fan community. Right, <laughs> Very much right, did right. not keep it in the fan community. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, it's, it makes me think of like the, the, the fanfic of, so <laughs> the, you know, the butterfly effect, like there's a, a great TikTok video explaining the butterfly effect of like my chemical romance to, um, Twilight to Fifty Shades of Grey oh, to like uh-huh. something else like like t- Twilight was essentially like fanfic about My Chemical Romance kind of apparently. <laughs> like, Interesting, I had no idea. <laughs> the, and then don't quote sh- me on this. Shades by of the Grey, way. we know was in fact yeah, Twilight Fifty Shades fanfic. of Grey was yeah. Twilight fanfic, and yeah. then um, and then now there's actually a really popular uh, Harry Potter fanfic that's in the like romance mm. fantasy space that is apparently really really good and i can't remember the romanticy. name of it right now it's romanticy yeah let me let me look it up real fast because this is important and it's on my like i would like it's on my to be read list because um tapity 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 tap fantasy um oh why can't i why? 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 But it's definitely fan fiction what you're looking for. Yes. Yes. Um wow, I can't. I can't. This is so hard. It begins with an M. Mm. Mango butt. Mango butt. Mango butt. <laughs> all right, talk about something else and I'll I'll look for it. Um well, that's all we got. unless you'd like to transition to bear your sword all right harry harry potter is definitely uh mango butt is definitely the title of this episode (laughs) mango butt is the title of a very popular youtube channel which is why it was in my head oh then we can't name it that oh i just made the mistake of typing in harry potter fanfic and now manacled manacled Manacled. it's called manacled mango cold (laughs) manacled um the mango butt episode. Um, okay. This I don't know what mango, mango butt, butt is, so I feel like I can't like in good faith, like make Rotten that the episode Mangoes title. is a channel by Stephanie Sue about true crime and eating while you talk about it. And then mango butt is her personal vlog about making her channel and who she is and all of that. How do you feel about true crime podcasts? I, I love Stephanie Sue. Let me just say that right now. I don't really like true crime stuff. I actually like Mango Butt, the the vloggy channel, Mm -hmm. more than the Rotten Mangoes channel. Because, yeah, I feel like, and Stephanie does a great job of making it fun. She's eating while talking about it. But in general, in general, the true crime genre, just not my thing. Just not my thing. Yeah. I got kind of into it for a little while. And then I was like, I kind of had the realization that it feels, and this is not to yuck anyone's yum. Yeah, yeah. um, But it... It feels kind of like taking advantage of people in a way or like 
in, getting yeah, enjoyment out of people's suffering. Right. There's there's something of the faux um, virtue virtue signaling something or other of like, you know, I I'm going to do it better than the than the authorities. I'm going to try. I'm going to find out the truth, either to punish someone who should have been punished or to find someone innocent who should have been innocent. And I'm not saying. Both of those stories don't have true versions, but not nearly mm. in the numbers that would justify the number of true crime podcasts there are. Well, it's not even that. It's just more like the ones where they're kind of like glorifying in it. Yeah. Then there's you know, that too. You know, yeah. like mm. not even like they're trying to solve it. They're just like, this but is they're a just really like, this is what one. happened. Let's talk about it. Yeah. 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 I mean, there is, there is something I totally don't feel this, but I understand the appeal of it's a great horror story because people like horror stories. You may not mm-hmm. like them. I may not like them, but people like them. Uh, and then this one was true, right? There's something like, yeah, I get that yeah. appeal of like, not only like, imagine if there was such a genre as true science fiction, where it was like great, crazy science fiction stories. And then it turned out they were real. Like it's hard to imagine that, but Jason Reed says uh, the podcast, your own backyard actually helped solve a cold case. That's so what that's they, I'm not saying they didn't, but that's mm-hmm. what every true crime podcast says that does that. <laughs> I'm sure in this case you're right, but yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's the promise of many of those those podcasts. Not all of them fulfill, as as in this case. And Anand Syed got Sayed got off from serial, so I guess that was good. Was if it, he though? was in fact, if he, was it? Yeah. yeah. Did he not now, do it? Do we need a true crime <laughs> like, podcast about how they a, were wrong? To I'm get not a detective. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, it also perpetuates this idea that all carry, that justice is always a miscarriage of justice and the justice can never be, be fair. And I think it's good to have a healthy skepticism and overturn wrong verdicts. But if we just don't, if we just assume like, no, then no judge is ever right. That's not good either. No. Yeah. We could have a whole podcast about podcasts like that. Yeah. They're prop- that probably exists. Uh, let's jump into Barrier Sword, <laughs> which is our feedback from the audience. Ian said, I'm pretty sure the discussion on murder bot casting was not complaining about having a good looking actor, rather the choice of which good looking actor could have cast Elliot Page and still have unreasonably attractive with a very different effective. Um Ian, I didn't I, think we, I don't think that was the, well, I don't think we were complaining. Were we? Was I, someone complaining? I thought Ian was saying the discussion out there in the world was oh. not about that. And I would, I'm pretty sure Ian, that some people out there were complaining about having a good looking actor in that role. Uh, but you're probably right. A lot of people were also just complaining about which good looking actor uh, and whether any of that is true or not, you're spot on. Elliot Page would have been a cool murder bot. I don't, yeah, he he would have been. I I don't. Th- I think my complaint is that he's not I, tall enough. I just wanted something. I wanted. Well, he's not tall, <laughs> but I wanted someone who was more androgynous. And even right. Elliot Page is not and very Elliot's androgynous. Not. Yeah, yeah. By so you know, I just I like the the very like that's why when people say like Tilda Swinton, yeah, or like mm-hmm. you know someone who or David Bowie, mm-hmm. um, like that's kind of more the vibe that I was thinking of as being. Like, I cool. feel like, like you can definitely be like wicked attractive yeah, and be yeah. androgynous. It gets tricky too, because you can make in, in movie magic, you know, makeup and wardrobe can make anyone androgynous. So then it becomes which person has the experience to bring to the True. role. And maybe, know? maybe 
Skarsgård will be. Yeah. Maybe he does. Androgynous. Yeah. yeah. Well, the body type is going to be pretty hard to fool. <laughs> and, and you I, know, come I to think, think of it. I think Murderbot is muscly, right? Totally. But there's like, there's like female form muscly mm-hmm. and then there's male mm-hmm. form muscly and they are pretty different. Yeah. And can you make Skarsgård like look uh, in the middle somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of had like an, oh, sh- like a, a kind of like an oh shit moment just now where I was like, does, do they ever say that Murderbot is androgynous or do no. they just never reveal no. the gender of they Murderbot? They just never re- reveal the gender so of Murderbot. So Murderbot could yeah. look like, exactly like, it's just like my brain has done that yeah. because I don't have a clear picture. Yeah, yeah. No, it's or haven't uh, given myself a clear picture. I think that's no. right. Now, if 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 I'm mistaken, uh, please please let me know. But I'm pretty sure, and I know if it is referenced, I'm forgetting it. But it's not referenced much then because I just yeah. finished the most recent one, and Same, I, I was yeah. paying attention because of these conversations, and I, I noticed that they just don't, you know, it's sec unit or murderbot or Perry or art. Yeah. Like they have different names <laughs> right, from different right. people, but it's never he, she. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, John Taloni says the discussion of clay is the center of the band. This is going back to our discussion of uh, the wild. What's the name of the book? Kings of the wild. Kings of the wild. Yeah. Uh, Kings of the wild. Uh, the discussion of clay as the center of the band, despite being an unspectacular, if solid fighter, the rhythm guitarist of the group, reminded me of Gail Carriger's latest, the Tinkered Star Song trilogy. It's about band formation and growth among a group of aliens with a few humans. The group gravitates around one member as its son, without which they can't function. He's otherwise a low cantor, essentially the rhythm guitarist of such a band. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, John, that's a good observation. And a fine chance for me to remind you that I did an hour and a half conversation with Gail Carriger in November <gasps> about oh, yeah. K-pop. Uh, and this was all based on the research that she did uh, for the Tinkered Star Song trilogy. So we talk a little bit about the Tinkered Star Song trilogy, uh, and we talk a lot about Korean music. <laughs> uh, so go check it out at awordpodcast.com. Uh, there might be another episode out by the time you hear this, but the Thursday, November 30th episode, season two, episode four, is the one with Gail. It's not pronounced a word. It is a word. But when I say the URL, I always say a word podcast. So people know mm. that I'm saying there are these words for, for clarity. I see. I see. I okay. know what you're thinking. Yeah. It's not a word. Like it's not the a word. A, it's not the way. No, a. it's not what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking like a word with like, but a if word I say a word, if I say a word podcast.com, people don't hear the a. Oh, they and they just type in wordpodcast.com. I'm like, why is it working? So I make sure I emphasize it's a wordpodcast.com. Mm, okay. But yeah, when I say welcome to a word with Tom Merritt, I just say it like that. Nice. I'm going to listen to that episode. It's long. I'm going to learn something about K-pop. You're going to learn something about me and Gail too. <laughs> oh? Yeah. <laughs> oh? <laughs> Sorry, that was weird. Tune in to find out. <laughs> <laughs> spicy yeah well uh, if you consider our musical interests spicy then yes go ahead you're next tassie dave said nicholas eames has answered the question of which part of a band the members of kings of the wild represent 
The main five who make up Saga are loosely based on the players in a classic rock band. Gabe is the charismatic lead singer. Ganelon, Mm -hmm. the highly skilled axe man, a.k.a. lead guitarist. Matrick is the drummer. He wields a pair of knives, after all. And Moog as the zany keyboard player, hence the name Moog, which leaves, of course, Clay Cooper as the quiet, often overlooked bass player. I told you. Without whom the whole band would fall apart. Bass player. Bass players are always the hottest, I think. Like Paul McCartney. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was was a Ringo girl. Sorry. (laughs) Said no one ever. Uh, Well, Mrs. Star (laughs) might have. Mrs. Ringo Star. Wait, who's he Um, married to? She was famous. I'm sure. She was like a model or something. Like Like, I think you might even recognize her name, kind of. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Maureen Barbara Cox Bach? and Barbara Bach. He's currently married to Barbara Bach. Yep. No, nope, you wouldn't it. recognize either one of those. Okay. Carry on. Nope. All right. Regarding your last episode, this is from Drake Tungsten via email. My friend Melissa found Veronica saying Alexander Skarsgård near the end, around a minute, thir- uh, hour 13, sorry, of episode nine of Vaginal Fantasy, 11 years ago. Uh, according to her, that's the earliest mention of him on VF by Veronica. It's dated September 2012. 2012. Uh, yeah, my two friends and I have way too much time on our hands. Lol, Drake Tungsten. All right. Uh, That's really funny. We're going to ask uh, our editor to to put this in in, in high quality. Uh, but here is that moment. I thought Alexander Skarsgård, if you dyed oh. his hair black. There you go. Oh, yeah. I said it right. Yep. I said it right. Mm-hmm. There I am. Um, man, I tried to go back and listen to this episode when I got this email and we just talked over each other so much. Like, I don't know how anyone listened to us, <laughs> but we had fun. We girls, we ladies More had fun. fun. More so fun. So fun. Uh, thank you, Drake. And thank you, Melissa for, I don't know how you managed to find that. I, I hope it was through some sort of transcript search and that you didn't have to go back and watch hours and hours of vaginal fantasy for your own good. (laughs) You guys are dolls. Dolls, yar. Phil started a thread on our Goodreads. Uh, What books did you read this year and give five stars to? Uh, Started off with, this is like a dozen five stars from Phil. Uh, and lots of people jumped in and talked about their five stars as well. You know what? I didn't look yet. Maybe I should look at my yeah. books. How do I, how do I search? I would how think you, you go to that? my books, my red, and then you could just eyeball it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I need a list view though. Will it show me the stars? Yes, it will. Okay. Red. Uh, System Collapse, the Murderbot Diaries number seven. The Library at Mount Char by Scott Hawkins. Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Oh, I never rated Fourth Wing. I haven't really added. Okay. Oh, Hmm. this is hard. Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. I gave Kings of the Wild five stars. Legends and Lattes I gave five stars. Oh, I don't know about this. That's it for 2023. Back on some of these reviews. I gave Mimicking of Known Successes five stars, but I gave Compulsory, the Murderbot Diaries short story, four, st- four stars. Really? What the? 
I gave Library of Mount Char five stars. And I did that because I thought it was very well written and interesting and different. Not because I like loved, loved it. I gave Hellbent five stars, but I gave Ninth House four stars. Really? I gave Ninth House five. Interesting. Hmm. I gave Fourth Wing five stars. <laughs> I didn't rate Fourth Wing, and now I feel weird rating it because I'm not sure if I'm just giving it five stars because we're doing a five-star thing or if I really feel that way. I gave uh, two of Pal- the Saint of Steel novels. I think I've given all of those five stars so far. Yeah, I have. I really like those books from T. Kingfisher. Mm-hmm. I gave Children of Time five stars. Yeah, that was I gave Underfortunate Stars five stars because that was a, like a super interesting book too. I only gave it four. Oh, wait. No, I gave it three. What's wrong with me? You gave Underfortunate Stars three stars? I did. That was the violin one, right? Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> liking it better than that. You That's like, why I'm you like. You didn't like uh, that three stars. Yeah. Phelan, smuggler Jareth Keevan's freighter, the Jonah, breaks down oh, in a strange no, no, rift no, in no. deep space. Oh, no, 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 no. Not the violin one. Okay, yeah, so it's no. not the violin one. Not the violin but one. I still oh, liked, I gave this four stars. I still liked it better than, I, than oh, that. Oh, no, that's the average rating. I gave it five stars. Huh. I don't know if I feel that way anymore. This is hard. How High We Go in the Dark? Is that the one with the violin? E- maybe. Nope. Maybe. <laughs> that's the archaeologist in the Arctic Circle that has the... Sick kid. I gave Jasmine Throne five stars and Jade Legacy and Project Hail Mary. Oh, now we're in 2022. Okay. Yep. Anyway, that's an interesting exercise to see like what is, what maintain, remain, you know, how you still feel about something later. Thank you, Phil. And then finally, uh, three random Calvi says, a former president Obama always releases his books of the year. Totally bummed. There is no fourth wing. It may be the only list without it. it might be. That was it the whole message. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to go through Obama's list because it's not. I'm not seeing any genre mostly. stuff on here. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No, no fourth wing. No fourth wing. What an outlier. Wing. Forget it. Should we talk about the, uh, book of the month? You finished, right? No, I haven't even started it yet. I did. Uh, I finished The Shining Girls by Lauren Bucus. Uh, we are not going to be spoilery, though, so don't don't worry. Uh, this is really the kickoff, although we sort of kicked it off uh, last week. I, I definitely feel like I'm in the I like having read it more than I liked reading it camp. Oh, it's a type two book. Yeah. Uh, Do you know I the type the type? Do you yeah, know type yeah. one, We've type two, type three before. fun? I can okay. never remember yeah, what the type, type numbers are, but um, I started a thread in Discord called If You Like This Book Post Here, uh, because at the time I wasn't liking it much. But mm-hmm. I was like, the writing is incredible. The characters are well developed. So this is not me saying like, y'all are stupid for liking this, but I know a lot of people like this book and I, I wanted to encourage that side of the conversation instead of having a pile on where everybody talks about how much they don't like it. Um, especially Mm -hmm. because I'm on the side of not liking it. I wanted to be like, so tell me if you do like it, you know, what's your perspective? I want to, I want to, I want to, this is not helping me. I have to be honest with you. You I'm like kind of dreading starting this book now. And I haven't felt that way in a really long time. Mm. And I think it's because I, maybe I'm just not in the mental place for a horror book, like a serial killer kind of book. Yeah. And that's fair. Your feedback on this is, is if you were like, oh my God, this, this book is so interesting. It's so yeah. different. Like 
I would say, all I will say, and this may not change your mind, and I'm not trying to change mm-hmm. your mind, but just to give you the complete picture, by the end, I really had enjoyed the world and the mechanics quite a bit. And it made up a lot for okay. my early feeling of like, I don't know, it just feels like a serial killer. Uh, it also has a lot of Stephen King vibes to it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of that sort of like, men in yellow coats <laughs> sort of sort of feeling uh to it there are no men in, that's not a spoiler that's just a reference to a Stephen <laughs> King trope um but there's 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 definitely like more going on and the way it handles time and time travel I respect so I that kind of knocked it up a notch by the end I was like all right good job Lauren Bucus all right I see I see what you're doing here uh so there's a nifty little solution to the puzzle if you will God, I'm so embarrassed too because this whole time in my mind I've been going, is Lauren Bukes like pukes? <laughs> no, it's Bukes like but mucus. But it's Lauren Bukes like mucus. <laughs> so sorry, Lauren. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know. I know. That's the worst. No, like, what's the, what's the term? What kind of device is that? Mnemonic. Mnemonic. Mnemonic device. Yeah. It's the worst mnemonic device ever. Tamahome puts it this way in in the thread that I started. If Joe mm-hmm. Hill and Lee Bardugo had a baby. This reminds me most of Nosferatu and the Ninth Society, and I think it's the reason I like it. The Ninth House, yeah. Um, ninth House is what they meant, yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. But Nosferatu was also a type two book for me mm-hmm. in many ways. Ninth House was not. Ninth House was a type one book. Yeah. Which means I enjoyed reading it and I'm glad I read it. Gristle McNerd says, while the subject matter is closer to Nosferatu, the tone is more like Ninth House, less bleak and cynical. Oh, all right. Well, that's... There are dark and terrible things in the world. I'm more But the villain isn't, uh, isn't lionized and most of the characters are basically decent. It's a little frustrating how the murder victims are usually the most interesting characters, but I guess that's the shine Harper sees in them. Yeah. I mean, okay. Also, well, I'm going to I'm going to start it. Serial killer book is going to suffer from that because the, there's more victims than, you know, if that's why right. it's a serial killer because <laughs> right. have multiple right. victims. So, yeah, it's just yeah. Math. It's also hard cuz I'm like the two books I'm reading right now are really good. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I have to like stop reading those I had to, to like stop read this Murderbot book I kind of like do don't want to read. The Shining Girls. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe if I just power through the audio, I got the audiobook. Did you do yeah, audiobook? I did. I did okay. the audiobook and it was it was well read. Uh it's got multiple authors, multiple narrators, which makes it interesting, mm-hmm. makes it fun. Um there and there's there's some really good characters in it. Like the uh there's a reporter character, uh, and of course the main character and a mom character, and they're well portrayed, they're well written. I I have nothing mechanical to say about this book uh that I, you know that I disliked it or anything. It's, it's, it's well done. It's just whether, whether it's doing a thing I like is really my question. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it a, the, the old sword and laser try. Yeah. See the how University it goes. of sword and laser college try. And Tom, I support you and your choices no matter what. Thank I you. I just want much. you to know. I appreciate this that. This is a, this is an opportunity for us to try new things and yeah. try new authors. And that's the whole point of the club. Exactly. That's why I wanted to start that thread is to be like, look, I chose this mm-hmm. book to expose myself to it. That doesn't mean I expect it that I uh, must like it. 
But if I'm right. not enjoying it as much, I know some of you are, and I'm curious why. And that that's very helpful. So thank you to everybody who responded in that thread. My face things are are dried and coming off. Oh, your face <laughs> is coming off. Congratulations. It feels soft again. Oh. <laughs> The, the unscabbing of Veronica. So, overdue. Well, long overdue. Yeah, long overdue. <laughs> long overdue. Um, all right. Well, that's that was that was good. Uh, I I appreciate the the input, and mm. uh, I'm feeling better about picking it up. Oh, I'm so sorry that yawn came out of nowhere. Apologies. Not um, yawn from our quick burns, but yawn just like shot out of my. <laughs> wow. That got weird. All the way that from got weird Europe. really fast. I'm sorry. That got weird. Um, anyway, that about wraps up our episode. Thanks for <laughs> joining us. Um, our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. Thank you to all the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email, feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our email address is, wait, I just said that. Did I just say that? Mm -hmm. What's happening to my brain? What's feedback the email address? Feedback at swordandlaser.com. <laughs> we are on Instagram, X, and Mastodon, threads, etc. at swordandlaser. And all of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser or over on our Discord. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!